0: Hey, it's Luke here for another episode of Money Talks. In this episode, I'll be talking to Jessica from our investment team on her investment journey, exploring her perspectives as a crypto trader and later on her insights on how to control investor emotion to score quality investments. Let's dive right in. It's great having you on the show, Jessica.
1: Thanks for having me here on the show, Luke. It's my first time on a podcast and I'm pretty excited to share.
0: Great. So let's start from the beginning. So you started investing in crypto during the early 2020s, right? So that's slightly before the pandemic. And for me personally, that's pretty amazing being an early investor of new technology and into an investment instrument, which is uh, less taken by the general public, right? At least during the time. So. What made you want to jump into crypto?
1: So from my background all the while, my knowledge was in stock market investments, whether in public or private equity. So prior to me dipping my toes into crypto, I have friends around me that were buying Bitcoin mining machines, technology enthusiasts that were explaining to me about blockchain technology. And then there were also people that tell me that they lost a lot of money during the 2018 crypto market crash. So for me, I had always been intrigued about the whole crypto space and also blockchain but most of my money back then was still invested in the stock market. Then I only really started putting money into crypto before the last halving event in May 2020. So this was based on historical precedents whereby Bitcoin's price always rose after each halving event. And indeed afterwards, it did shot up especially from end 2020 onwards until 2021. So towards that time, we see more large U.S. companies and also institutional funds investing into the Bitcoin and also other crypto as well. So it seems to me that cryptocurrencies are starting to become more and more mainstream. It is starting to carve its position as an actual asset class that people invest in in order to diversify their portfolio or to hedge against inflation. So it seems to me that it has a place to play in the traditional finance realm of portfolio management. But... Till now crypto is still considered a pretty grey area where a lot of people are still afraid to jump in because they do not truly understand it enough.
0: So oh wow. That's 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 a lot to take in, right? So 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 tell me, like, you know, how do you actually manage your investments in this case in crypto, right? Um, Since there's little to no exposure here, you know, especially in Malaysia, considering it's pretty much uncharted territories and it's uh, also unregulated at the time, right? What was that experience like for you?
1: Okay, so in Malaysia, the established and well-known crypto exchanges, a lot of them are not made available yet to the general public. Although in the US, more people are receptive to it, like whether institutional or retail investors, they already have crypto exposure. But Malaysians are still catching up, they're either not that receptive to crypto, either calling it a scam, or they do not know or understand how to actually invest in it or trade it. But as crypto becomes more mainstream globally, you can access a lot of information through the internet. For example, you can join community forums, look at financial posts on Twitter, or even go on YouTube and watch videos about it to learn more about the technology itself and also the coins themselves. So there are also crypto websites where you can do more research on the technology and mechanics behind a crypto project to find potential investments that appear attractive.
0: Hmm, that's pretty interesting. So, so now that you mention it, you know, about, you know, looking a bit deeper um, on, on the information which is available to the public, right? Can you tell me a bit more about how do you typically do your research um, and, and find uh, information before putting in cash into crypto in this case?
1: So for most crypto projects, they actually share their future plans, white paper on places like GitHub, so it is easier to understand what is the project's mission and what they can offer to the crypto ecosystem. For example, a great project mission like Ethereum will attract more investors as they lay down the foundation for other projects to use their blockchain, like all ERC-20 projects and also NFTs. Now, there are also many projects that work as the main project for other projects to lock on, such as BNB, Solana, and many more. So you should really take your time to research each project before you actually put money into it.
0: I see. So in this case, just knowing the information might not be sufficient for you to just jump right in, right? So So then, how do you make the call to choose which one is the right investment for you?
1: Thanks, Luke. That's a very good question. Now, do bear in mind that crypto behavior is still very similar to stocks and Forex. It is very important for an investor to keep himself or herself updated as things move very fast in financial markets. So you have to make news and charts as your best friends, especially if you are trading and not just investing. So like Forex, understand that crypto trading takes place 24-7 for 365 days, so basically every day. So morning in the U.S. would be midnight for Southeast Asia. Now, as of today, most crypto traders are based in the United States, which also mean that you would want to keep abreast with U.S. market conditions like inflation, interest rates, and unemployment rates, all these macroeconomic indicators. Now, for example, as the inflation rate increases, there will be less demand for fiat currency and more demand for digital assets. So if the crypto market cap gets too high, then holders of fiat currencies will increasingly be at risk for the devaluation of their assets. And just like stocks, the founding team is very important. For example, look at what happened to Terra Luna, the CEO, which is Do Kwon. Now, Luna's coin price crashed immediately after the whole fiasco, and it was also due to poor leadership and management. On the other hand, you have Binance CEO Changpeng Zhao, which has solid credentials in the crypto scene. And this enabled him to attract many participants to jump into products offered by Binance. And apart from the services by Binance, its main coin, BNB, is also among the top five coins with more than $40 billion market cap.
0: Oh, that's 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 a lot to digest. I, I think, you know... Um... You know, for, for regular investors, right? So so I would guess that, you know, these information are most likely would be available in the public, right? So, so what would you say about that? Do, do you think um, these kinds of information, how long did it take for you to find out these kinds of information?
1: For me, it takes a lot of reading. So you have to definitely read a lot, just like stocks. You have to go through financial reports. And for crypto as well, you have to do your due diligence on the projects. And if there are changes to the roadmap and timeline, you want to take note of that as well. So like Ethereum has its merge going on. It's changing from a proof of work to proof of stake model. All these timelines will also affect its price. So you want to keep up to date by reading as much as possible. Now
0: here comes the most important question. How do you manage emotions and your mindset when it comes to cryptocurrencies? I recall us talking about, you know, managing expectations over one could have over an investment. I think in my past episodes, together with um, some of the writings that we've made over on Xup, right? So can you share a bit more on that?
1: I think it really depends on each individual. Like, the most important is understanding your own risk tolerance and deriving your own strategies that suit yourself. For example, for a risk taker like me, I'm at ease and I'm not easily swayed by emotions if I see a small loss in my portfolio. Because I know I'm still young, I can have time to recover if the stock market or the crypto market crash. And for me personally, I am okay with losses if I think that I will make it back later. So I think that one of the most dangerous emotions is to have FOMO, F O M O, which is also known as fear of missing out. So, a lot of people sometimes they will jump into meme stocks or crypto because they see people making huge gains and they want to jump on board the train as well. But of course, this is very dangerous. Now, FOMO has created many millionaires in the past, but it also had thrown many out of the million-dollar club afterwards, too. Like, if you invest in meme stocks like GameStop and AMC, some people made a lot of money, including Bitcoin or Dogecoin also. But a lot of people also lost a lot of money when all these stocks and cryptocurrencies crashed and then you are left high and dry, scrambling to exit your positions. And it may not be a very wise decision because... It will be driven by your own emotions and sometimes emotions can be our own worst enemy when it comes to trading and investing so even professional traders they also see emotions as their own battle to fight so i think essentially an investor should always understand their own risk tolerance how comfortable with you uh looking at your losses and how are you able to adjust your portfolio will a drop like say 15 percent, scare you to quickly sell off your investments or will you still be able to stick to your own theses and have a steady hand when making investment decisions? So I think emotional control is really important.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely like super true. And and I totally get where you're coming from. Um, I think in the previous episode as well, um, I was telling our listeners about how I struggle myself with FOMO uh, when it comes to investing into the stock market. And, and now looking back in retrospect, right? Um, it, it's pretty tempting when it comes to, hey, um Luke you should have went into let's say GameStop right at the point of time uh where where I was you know really close to actually buying GameStop um so th- so the problem is for me at least um it's going in but it's really hard for me to know when to go out most of the time and and I feel that after talking to some of our listeners right um they find it it's uh, they can resonate with that right um sometimes going in is easier than going out right so uh, speaking of which, you know, talking to our listeners, um, I recently spoke to some of our users um, in our previous uh, from our previous crypto episode, and most of them are still pretty much catching up on some areas when it comes to the basics, right? And and how to get into the crypto scene. Can Can you share a bit more about like you know how would one get into that?
1: Yes, I agree with that because there's still uh, relatively little exposure to cryptocurrencies compared to traditional investments like stocks. And a lot of people do not understand how blockchain technology works because it is quite complicated from a technical perspective. So what I would say is that you should start by understanding what are cryptocurrencies and why do people actually use cryptocurrencies. And maybe try to understand the blockchain technology. How does it help? to shape the landscape and how does it drive innovation moving forward. So also try to understand what the different terminologies mean. You have many terms in crypto space that are not found in other traditional markets. So this space is evolving very quickly. You have many projects emerging across time. So it is definitely a wild place to be. And if you really want to start getting yourself exposed to the crypto space, you really need to start learning from the basics. Don't simply jump into a coin just because someone else is also throwing money in. You want to be able to understand the project itself. I would say reading. Reading will help you definitely when it comes to crypto because that is how I started out as well, trying to research as much as possible before I put my money in. So for those that do not have such a high level of risk tolerance, they're more comfortable investing in traditional investment mediums, then perhaps it would not be that suitable for them.
0: So I I definitely double tap on that statement, right? Uh, You know, always go into an investment that you truly understand that you truly can have like a good sounding board too. Like for me, um, I ask my friends who are in investment banking, right? Um, I also talk to people like you, you know, just to make sure that, you know, hey, am I making a sound decision, right? Um, What's this gonna look like, Um, maybe at least Two three months um, from from today, right? And and for me personally, like you know, as a long term investor, I also look at you know how would this impact my portfolio over in the long run? Let's say if I want to retire by forty, right? You know what's that gonna look like, right? But you know um, that's my personal uh, you know journey, I guess. I I believe that's completely different for most people, right?
1: Yes, I agree that there is no right or wrong in the investment medium. So different people have different investment goals, different investment timeframes. Different levels of risk tolerance. So what I think is suitable for me might not be suitable for you. But at the end of the day, always invest in the assets that you're most comfortable with, which aligns with your own investment goals and your investment time frame. And remember to avoid FOMO and greed. Always do your own research and invest responsibly. There are a lot of news out there, distractions and noise in the market. So whenever you see any new information, always double check it do your own research and not just simply follow the herd or follow your friend, whatever he or she might tell you is the next best investment.
0: Definitely, right? So so tell me, right? So what would you say to the audience out there, right, that can probably help them make better investment decisions, right? Um, I'm also, you know, tuning in. Probably you would have a different approach to this, right? And I could, you know, maybe take a leaf from your book. So can you share a bit more on that?
1: Okay, I think it is suitable to start from a higher level approach, like look at it from a portfolio management perspective. First, understand your investment asset of choice, like say you want to invest in stocks or crypto, do you really understand the asset class itself? So start by understanding the basics of the asset class first, the mechanisms behind it. And then afterwards, you can start to pick your own individual stocks or you prefer ETFs or crypto, you will want to look at which coins would actually you want to invest in because you like the project, the project has good um, potential moving forward and then you want to determine the optimum way to enter and exit in order to make the profit call so importantly you should also understand your own strategy whether it is more to trading or investing because a trader's mindset is not exactly the same as an investor's mindset So whether you are trading or investing you want to select the right tools that work with your own method and then stick with it have a plan have a strategy and follow through with it so some people might divert from their initial investment or trading decision after making a few good bets but then beginner's luck might not persist over the long run based on a lot of people's experience so sometimes making a loss or a mistake is actually your best teacher so i would say do not give up and always evaluate your strategies along the way to improve consistently.
0: All right, that's that's really amazing and, and I'll definitely double tap on that, right? So, thank you so much for that uh, interesting conversation that we just had just now. I know it was brief. I wish we could, you know, have another episode with you, maybe on a different topic perhaps, right? I think we should definitely consider to have a secondary episode um, on... What will be the mechanics, right? And, and if you, the mechanics for you to actually deliver consistent art performance. And we've been talking about that in this show together with in our writing for quite a while now, right? So um, I think, you know, we should definitely try and do that. Uh, and, and for you listeners out there, if you have a specific topic in mind that you'd like us to cover or uh, create a discussion about, uh, do uh, reach us out through our social media on Axe that's A-X-E H-E-D-G-E and I believe that's all the time that we have for today right thank you so much for being on the show today Jessica
1: thanks Luke it's a pleasure for me as well
0: so thank you for listening to today's episode on investment journey a crypto traders perspective so to sum it up Jessica has shared with us her investment journey and brought up some really interesting points on crypto investment and I think she also has shared about things like FOMO and some of the ways that you could possibly use in your day-to-day investment journey I personally think the best takeaway for today is to really understand the mechanism behind the asset and also really understand why and how would this fit into your portfolio over in the long run right and to always manage your emotions at the same time if you like the content that we bring you today consider subscribing to the channel today's show is produced by Shafika and I'm your host Luke Suzuki I'll see you in the next episode